Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. It's Rob Case and Trevor Koppel. Trevor, would you say this podcast is in the upper quartile of the fourth quartile in the tenth quartile of the upper quartile of podcasts? I think that sounds about right. All right. Well, I think Jim Ursay would agree, <laughs> and um, that's <laughs> not only that you know Percocets are great, but that uh, we. As a podcast, have entered the upper quartile of the quartiles of the podcast league, the official national podcast league. <laughs> We're up there, the MPL. We've been we've been going for it for a long time. Uh, finally, we've been inducted. They've given us the expansion team, and they've automatically put us in the upper quartile. So <clears throat> that's enough quartile jokes for now. Let's talk about the real the real story. P- good old Frank Reich, a guy who could never catch a break. Started for the, the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs, um, what, about 30 years ago. Beat the Houston Oilers, came back. Biggest comeback in playoff history. Never got a starting job. Was mediocre at best. Became the Eagles offensive coordinator. Never got the credit he did for the Super Bowl win. Then became the Indy head coach. Honestly, put out a fairly good team until they blew it up and put Sam Ellinger at quarterback, which he's not the Taylor, Taylor Heineke light, but he still looks like him. Um Boy, is there anybody who's had a worse week than uh, than Frank Reich? I mean, aside aside from anybody that's lost a political race, <laughs> right? Um, no, <laughs> it, it's uh, it's rough going for Frank right now. Um, it'll be interesting to see where he goes because I I just it doesn't feel like he's done to me. Um, like like you've just mentioned, he's he's contributed to this league that we love for a long time. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think that there's, uh, you know, a staff position here or there that he'd be very well suited for on an organization that'd be happy to have him. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on moving forward. Um, it's interesting. I I wonder if he'll get a head coaching job or if he's, uh, I think he said he's interested in going back to head coaching or if he's more of an offensive coordinator type position. If that's the case, I got two guys you can place in New England. Because they suck. Um, <laughs> and um, I think, well, based on what I've seen from, uh, I mean, a lot of teams around the NFL, I think anybody could use a pretty confident offensive coordinator right now. Because I'll tell you what, what, Trevor, the league is down. The league is down. I was listening to an NFL radio um, show on my way home today. I will not name it because it's not a show you should be listening to. You should be listening to this podcast. We have all takes. <laughs> and... Um, they had mentioned that when they ranked the teams in terms of tiers, like I think it was like one through six, 17 of the NFL teams either sat in team uh, tier four or five, which was basically below average or poop. So um, yeah, I, I feel like this is a never ending conversation we have on this podcast, but I can't feel, I can't help but feel like most of the NFL is mid. Is that fair to say? I, I think that's a fair take. Um, I think uh I think it's some you know you know saying they're mid I like that more than saying they're below average to poop um because the uh, the league is just not what we're used to seeing this year uh and I'm not just talking about teams that are doing well that we didn't see coming and teams that are doing poorly that we didn't expect to do poorly that we get a little bit of that every year what I mean is that that there <laughs> there isn't a clear cut you know you know you know, top 10, middle 10, bottom 10 teams. 
Um, I know there's 32. Um, but, uh, you know, right now I feel like that pack in the middle, you know, some of these teams that, that I'm sure are being called below average, I don't think that's fair to say. I think that we have really good competition at the middle right now. And, uh, and who's to say if, uh, if, you know, Atlanta is a bad team, uh, it, it, it certainly can look that way, but, uh, they're doing a lot of things, right. Um, they're, they're right there in the middle. And, and I think the interesting thing, uh, big picture is these teams (laughs) that we can't decide if they're good or bad. It's really going to be interesting to see where they each end up next year. Are, are, is Atlanta going to get better? Are they going to, are they going to do worse next year? So, uh, it, I think it's a really fun time to be a fan of the entire league instead of to just be dialed in on your team and your division. Uh, so yeah, I, I think there's, uh, there's just a lot of middle of the road teams. We're not used to having that many in the middle there. We're usually saying like, Oh, you know, these eight teams are clearly terrible. And these, you know, these 10 teams are, are headed to the playoffs. It's really hard to say right now. It's a mid league. You can just say it. <clears throat> that's, that's the easiest thing to say. <laughs> right. Well, and I feel that's like, I, look I at feel it. like it was, it was more <clears throat> like that, uh, you know, 20 years ago, you, you had more years where, you know, there's, there's a real middle pack. Not everybody was great or terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's probably fair because you either had Brady or Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl every year, basically. Yeah. So it was like, how could the rest of the NFL not look like mid or poop? You know, that's pretty much what you got. They weren't competitive, so they're always kind of playing for the middle of the the, the field, if you will. You know, because it was like if you weren't in the Super Bowl, which you probably weren't be, or you'd be beaten by one of those guys. There really was no point. <laughs> right. I mean, there was. No point. Even if you're like, oh, we're building something, we made the wild card or divisional round, you would just get absolutely derailed by the Patriots or the Steelers or like the Broncos or Colts or, well, that was about it. (laughs) (laughs) That was about it for about 25 years. That was it. That was it. You know, Um, it makes you yearn for like the late 90s when you had like just all these smash mouth teams and... I don't know. <clears throat> well, I feel like there was a lot of parody. There was a lot of teams kind of popping in and out of the wild card spots and divisional rounds and whatnot. Um, you know, you had the Jaguars and the Panthers who were expansion teams making the playoffs. It was an exciting time to be an NFL fan back then. Not so much anymore because the the league is ruined. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, well, we just, we're just here trying to talk about it. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what else to say. <clears throat> I think I've said it a hundred times this podcast. I'm about to say it again. It's the league is surprisingly profitable. Um, I say surprisingly because they run it like it's like a circus, literally, you know, <clears throat> like it's, I don't know, one of those games where you're supposed to not be able to get the ring on the, the Coke bottle, but somehow the Coke bottle is, I don't know, like the, the neck is really skinny and it's right in front of you. <laughs> Basically, right. that's, it's odd. It's an odd league. I got odd metaphors. Probably none of them hit, but I tried. You know what else I'm really good at, Trevor? <clears throat> What's that? Do you know? Whisking the gravy, my man. Whisking the gravy. You want to know why? Because <laughs> Thanksgiving is coming up. And I'll tell you what, if I wouldn't be me, if I didn't say that <clears throat> Thanksgiving's in two weeks, 
And lucky for you, the turkey's been in the, in the oven. It's been sitting on 350 for four hours. And the drippings are here. We're ready to add some cornstarch to this mixture and get something rolling. Are you ready for the waiver wire drippings of the week, my friend? Well, I, I've got a question first. Do the Patriots play on Thanksgiving this year? Yes, sir. Who do they play? Uh, Minnesota. Yes. <coughs> yes. To be, Sorry, I'm losing my to, voice. We're going to keep an eye on that one. <laughs> okay, well, uh, moving forward because it's in two weeks. <laughs> anyway, um, well, let's talk about the drippings, my, my man. We're, we're getting out the whisk. We're whisking it up. We're looking at the waiver wire. I said last week, if you picked up one of these guys, I said probably a league winner. Um, well, I was probably you know being a, a little bit over the top or hyperbole here. But I would say out of the quarterbacks this week, Trevor, there is – Two league winners. Do you want me to tell you who the league winner is behind door number one? I have to know. Okay. Um, Your boy, former Minnesota Viking, former Houston Texan, former St. Louis Ram. He's been in the league that that long. Former Denver Bronco. Case Keenum is a possible start for the Buffalo Bills this week with Josh Allen out with a UCL injury. Could be out. He's day-to-day. He's probably possibly week-to-week. Um, I still think if he's not playing, that case game could be a good pickup. He's not rostered in any league right now. I'm not saying you pick him up and stash him. Maybe you do if you own Josh Allen. I think case game's pretty serviceable, and I think he can get you like 17 points. Honestly, well, I think that, that team is that good. They could put Case Keenum in there. He gets you 17 points. You know you don't have to convince me, okay? <laughs> 2017 was not that long ago. Um, yeah, Case Keenum can definitely light it up. I mean, he, he was an absolute stud in college, um, and we saw the incredible year he had uh, with Stephon Diggs in Minnesota. So there's still that chemistry there. Um and I, I almost think if Josh Allen doesn't play this week, Stephon Diggs' value goes up because they're going to have to lean on him more without without Josh Allen running the ball. So, uh, certainly, I, I like what you're saying. I, I cannot disagree. <clears throat> the gravy's extra thick this week, my friend. I tell you, <laughs> it's it's we're really getting down to the drippings. Here's a, here's one that flew under the radar for me. He's not going to play this week. He'll be back week 13. Deshaun Watson. Yes, yeah, and I'm not going to talk about any of the stuff because we already all know. Right. I think it, at this point, he, it's, he it's, should be. I'm stashed. not saying it's antiquated. Yeah, he should be stashed right. in your league if he's not yet. Be the one that stashes him. Um, yeah, you know, no th- question. This isn't a beauty contest. This is fantasy football, and you want to win. If he's out there, put him on your bench right now. No doubt. Yeah, I agree completely. He's available in 51 percent of leagues. ESPN, Yahoo. When I talk about leagues, it's kind of all of those under under the sun. Um, yeah, he's going to be probably be available in your league and worth a roster spot if you're like me and you've been streaming quarterbacks for 10 weeks straight. <laughs> well, you're going to have to, you're gonna have to add another 11 and 12th week because you're not going to have him for a little while. But, I mean, nice little stash for the fantasy playoffs potentially. That's where you're going into. So, I like it. I like it a lot. Running backs, Jalen Warren from Pittsburgh Steelers, 26% of leagues. He's rostered in going against New Orleans this week, 16th in FPA is New Orleans. So middle of the pack. Um, look, a guy who's going to end up getting a lot of opportunities to catch the ball and run the ball considering that Pittsburgh has no identity offense and uh, Najee Harris has been ineffective. Here's a stat for you. Uh, what is it? I'm sorry. <laughs> <There's, laughs> Jalen Warren has 15 plays of 10 plus or more yards. Najee Harris has 
15 plays or 10, 10 plus or more yards. Can you guess how many carries not Jalen Warren has? Uh, 15. 58. Close nah, enough. That was close. Uh, Najee Harris has 158. Whoa. So, really important stat there. I think it's a guy that's definitely worth picking up. He's a PPR guy. Um, a nice little stash. I'm not really sure what's going on Najee Harris. Is he hurt? I, I can't really figure out. It's, I guess he is hurt. Okay. Well, that's the reason why he could be playing. Um, big fan of Jalen Warren. Um, you know, there isn't a lot here on the old, uh, the old, I don't know, Roto, Roto waiver wire, whatever it's called. But this one's kind of interesting to me. Chase Edmonds, Denver Broncos, 44% of leagues he's rostered in. With Latavius Murray in the backfield, Melvin Gorin. I, I don't know what this will look like, but I'm intrigued by his speed and kind of Denver's open offense. If he's going to get, in, he's going to get uh, catches out of the backfield or in space or wherever. Um, he's rostered in 44% leagues. He only gets Tennessee, their third in FPA. Was pretty good against running backs, but um, somebody's got to break through in that that whatever you want to call it, the <clears throat> cluster of running backs that they have. They're all supposedly good. Um, he's looked good. He's he's been fast in space before. Miami game up on him. Maybe there's something here in Denver that it, you usually see this where a running back will change teams. He's been sort of ineffective, and then all of a sudden he's fairly effective. Sony Michelle was like this last year too. So Chase Edmonds, my this year. Sony Michelle, and last but not least, um, another favorite of Trevor, Jarek McKinnon. 23% of leagues he's rostered in, 28th in FPA is Jacksonville. Um, you know, it's interesting, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Isaiah Pacheco, none of them really played well. McKinnon's been the only guy that's really showed anything out of the backfield, and honestly, I, I don't really know how they're going to use him, but I kind of like him as a PPR guy. I like him as a PPR guy a little bit. Scored 10 points, PPR points, against Tennessee last week. I think they get him going. He gets 15 this week. That's just my prediction against Jacksonville. You know, so, and I... Jarek McKinnon. I really do think Jarek McKinnon, uh, he's, a, he's a tremendous running back on a team that's got a lot of great offensive weapons. Um, so it's just, it's hard to predict when it's going to be his week. But, man, when he gets an opportunity, he cashes in. If, I know the Chiefs fans know what I'm talking about. Um, so, yeah, if you're if you're just trying to send up a Hail Mary at the <laughs> running back position, I like this guy a lot. Here's a Hail Mary. Um, not on a team yet. Roster in 33% of leagues. Odell, Beckham, Jr., ODB. Could be back on your radar, OBD. O- OBJ. OBJ. Be back on your your radar here. Um, He's hurt. He's not on a team, but there's a lot of rumors that he's coming back. He's pretty much healed from his ACL injury. Dallas is taking a look at him. Wouldn't be surprised if he's rostered. And if he is, I think he's worth a a stash in your bench or like a flex or something like that. I don't have any stats or anything to prove that. I just think if you're looking ahead into the playoffs and you want to kind of like play chess, not checkers, Sean Watson and OBJ. Um, Here's another chestnut checkers play. Up in Denver, man, I'm curious what they say about Greg Dolchik. Here's a guy who's gotten 13 fantasy points, three three straight games. We know how barren the tight end position is. 12 catches, 182 yards, one touchdown. He's averaging about 15 yards a catch for a tight end. That's pretty impressive. Going against Tennessee this week, 28th in FPA for tight end positions. Rostering 50% of leagues. He's he's a starter on my team right now because I tell you what, I stream tight ends every week with between Hayden Hurst and Taysom Hill. 
basically any crap I can find. I mean, Greg Dolchik <laughs> has been sort of the only thing consistent on the waiver wire, and he's only rostered fifty percent leagues. He's like the six. He's he's tight end six right now. Oh, he's yeah. the only rostered fifty percent. I mean, I, I guess. How many times do you say? I guess I uh, I'm in some uh, pretty good fantasy leagues. I wasn't able to get him in any of mine. He's he's been na- snatched up for at least a couple of weeks in every league that I'm in. Um, if he's available in your league, you got to get this guy, especially if say. You've been leaning on Mark Andrews all season. Yeah. Um, he's a great get. Dolce. So the tight end position, something I kind of excel in. Cole Komet, right? Talked about him big time at the beginning of the season. If you held on to him, good for you. He's gotten you um, tight end three numbers the last three weeks. He's gotten three touchdowns, three straight games. Um, 19 catches, 20 yards, three touchdowns. Bears offense looks open. He's op- he's rostering 17% of the leagues. And he's, and he's a tight end three right now. So I wasn't wrong when I said you should draft him high. It just took a while. It's like Travis Etienne. He's a Travis Etienne of the tight end position so far. <laughs> I love it. So believe me, I always I always know the gravy's there, man. Sometimes, sometimes, Trevor, the drippings take a little bit longer to to get really juicy and really good, right? They they're just a little watered down. They've been sitting in the pan for a little bit. You got to turn the heat back up on them. You got to whisk it. You got to pour in some milk. You got to turn it into sausage or something. Sausage basically gravy. It's got to be breakfast. It can't always be dinner with gravy. <laughs> anyway, you got to start somewhere. Speaking of starting somewhere, let's go to the games this week, sir. We have a game in Germany, right? Worst German accent over here. Two and a half point favorite to Tampa. It is Seattle at Tampa. Well, it's just Seattle and Tampa Bay. Uh, 44 and a half over under. I mean, we all kind of know how these international games go. Uh, it's a dome. So I think they've been there for a week. Uh, maybe this won't be impacted by travel or anything, but yeah, curious how you'll pick this one. Well, I, I do think that these overseas games are a bit of an equalizer. Um, you know, who, whoever had the edge going into this game, I figure has a little less of an edge because of the destination. Um, man, my gut is all with the Seahawks right now. Um, I just think that they're on a tear. They've got huge momentum. Um, I do think that this is going to be a really competitive, fun-to-watch game. I'll be up early to see it. Um, the uh, The Buccaneers are trying to climb back into relevancy. Um, I, think, I think Tom Brady uh, turned a, a little bit of a corner last week, um, finalizing the, the divorce and everything. Um, Saw a little bit more what we're used to seeing from him. That being said, I think uh, I think the Seahawks are just <clears throat> they they know who they are. They know what kind of football they play. Um, they're they're playing really disciplined, well balanced football. And uh, I got to take the Seahawks to to upset the uh, two and a half point favorite Buccaneers. Don Brady's never lost an international game, by the way. And it was the first time for everything. All right. Well, there you go. There you have it. Um, you know, I don't pick the games here, folks, but I do think Tampa Bay's going to win. There, I said it. I said it. <laughs> I, I, I think, I, I mean, you could put Tom Brady in front of any audience. He could be on Mars. He could be on Jupiter. He could be somewhere in another galaxy, but far, far away, you know, playing the Empire and the uh, Intergalactic Super Bowl. I still think he would be money. Um, no, and that I, and being I said, do think he's going to be pretty good this week. I think this is going to be a tough game. I think the Buccaneers are going to look better than we've seen uh, in the early early games. Um, 
but uh, but I like the Seahawks to take the win here. Oh, that's that's why I like Tampa against Seattle's defense because across the board in, in terms of FPA, they're uh, some of the lowest categories in the league, meaning they're, they're the worst. Um, I'll take Tom Brady. I'll take Kate Otten, who's been uh, a fantasy stud to a tight end, a guy who I called out about three or four weeks ago. Somebody you should take a look at, maybe stash. Turns out he's like a tight end six around the, the last three weeks. It's been excellent. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big, big Brady guy, man. I think he's coming back. Scotty Miller got some got some uh, some field time last week. Looked good. I'm I'm into I'm into to uh, Tampa this week. I just think Seattle's running game has been so good with Ken Walker. Um, you know, Tampa's run defense is one of the best in the league. They've only allowed two rushing touchdowns all year, 800 yards, and teams have really had to earn it. Um, I think they shut them down, and that's the difference. That is the difference Tampa wins. But uh, in Germany, of all places, this has got to be the game of the week. I don't think you ever see a game like this this early in the day. But, um, well, you got Minnesota somehow, 7-1 um, and one at Buffalo, 6-2, and two, three, three and a half point favorites at Buffalo, over under 43 and a half. It's going to be cold. It's going to be a little, little, uh, little wintry up there in Buffalo with the UCL injury for um, Josh Allen. I'm going to be curious how he throws the ball in kind of blustery conditions. I mean, if any, if any game Minnesota could come in and win on the road, do you think this would be one at, at Buffalo with the, the injury to, to Josh Allen? I mean, the, the injury to Josh Allen uh, certainly uh, – increases the the chances that the Vikings can pull off an upset on the road. I think the spread on this game went from uh, Buffalo by nine down to Buffalo by three and a half. Um, So you see the impact of the injury right there in the spread. Um, However, I I don't think that uh, any of the Vikings or the Vikings fans should be looking at this as, as, uh, you know, oh, will definitely win if Josh Allen doesn't play. Uh, we've already talked about it on this podcast. Uh, Case Keenum, amazing backup quarterback, one of the best second-string quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion, uh, has amazing chemistry with their best wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, Minneapolis Miracle. Um, that was that was the two of them. So I, uh, I think regardless of who's under center on Sunday, this uh, – this feels like a Bills win to me. It does. They're playing at home. Um, they're coming off a loss. Uh, they're a great team. Great teams like this, they don't, uh, they don't often take uh, two L's in a row, um, especially playing uh, from a position of strength at home. So I'll, I'll be rooting for my Vikings. I'll be praying for that upset. But I can't ask anybody to, uh, to put their money on the Vikings this week. It's just... Uh, it's just a really tough environment to go to go on the road, and the Bills team is it's just it's really good. So yeah, I got to take Buffalo to win. I think the Vikings will keep it close. I think this is the week that the Vikings don't win a close game. They've won every close game they've played. Their only loss was a blowout loss in Philadelphia. Um, I don't think that happens this week. I think they lose a close one in Buffalo. Uh, Minnesota, one of the worst teams in FBA against quarterbacks and receivers, so obviously <clears throat> you would already start Stefan Diggs. And I apologize, folks. I'm literally losing my voice as we're talking. So um, in addition to 
New York ran the ball what, about 51 times on Buffalo last week, something like that. It was some outrageous number. I almost got about 200 yards on the ground, man. I think Dalvin Cook's in for a big game against Buffalo, believe it or not. I think there's potential that that's going to get him jump-started. I, this is kind of one of those games where Kirk Cousins has about a buck 95, maybe 200 yards, a couple touchdowns, and a pick. You know, I could see it happening, man. It'll go Kirk the stunner, you know, wearing his big old chain. <laughs> Um, no, I, I, <laughs> so. I also like uh, Alexander Madison in this game. I think as long as the Vikings can keep it close, you're going to get a heavy dose of uh, Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. Yeah, I, I think it's a good it's a good game for Minnesota running backs if, as far as fantasy is concerned. And T.J. Hawkinson um, could be fantasy relevant here. First oh, time man. in Minnesota. He, I, I think I think it's a potential game for him. T.J. Hawkinson had the had the playbook for four days and ended up going nine for nine for seventy yards. I mean, he just he plugged right into this offense, and uh, I think uh, in the world of tight ends, he was probably already on somebody's <laughs> team. I don't think you can go get him, but if you've got him, you, even in a game where I was not expected to win, you you got to think that he's a an automatic start at the tight end position definitely I, I think with buffalo's safety position being compromised um it's i, I think it's it, their middle of the field is gonna be open and um this will be a closer game I, I mean if buffalo wins it could be three points nine point and i think vegas has been sort of um well i mean weed is legal there so <laughs> it's been all over the place this season that certainly is indicative of kind of where they've been at headspace wise so moving on to Denver at Tennessee, three-point favorite to Tennessee, over under 38. Yeah, Denver's coming off a bye, man. I, this is, you know, I, I think they're I think they're due for one here on the road, honestly, um, considering they've had a week, week uh, what, 10 days to prepare for, or more than that, two, two weeks to prepare for Tennessee. And um, I read a stat today that the last, the last four games, Derrick Henry has scored every single touchdown for Tennessee. Their only touchdowns have been scored by Derrick Henry. Malik Willis might start again. This is this is uh, Denver's game if I've ever seen one. You know, on the road, this should be theirs. Well, but yeah, I mean, it's not been pretty. <laughs> where I hesitate because I, I think the Broncos' defense is really good. Even even with the departure of Bradley Chubb, <clears throat> I think they're a really solid defense. They have one weak spot, and it's it's been a weak spot all the way back to the preseason, uh, and that's stopping the run. Um, we we might not see it the same way going up against a team that relies so strongly on the run. This could change the the Broncos' defensive game plan. Um, a, a lot of good defenses will give up the run to prevent uh, big yards through the air and then clamp down in the red zone. Um, but uh, I, I expect a huge game from Derrick Henry against uh, a no Bradley Chubb Broncos uh, front seven. So uh, I I can't take the prong. I think I think Russell Wilson is uh, is getting better. Um, we we saw him two weeks ago play some good football, um, and the Titans have a lot to figure out. Um, but the Titans are only one loss removed from a five game win streak. Playing at home with Derrick Henry, I got to take the Titans in this one. Two fantasy stats that are pretty relevant here. So. Um, <clears throat> Denver is, or Tennessee, excuse me, is six worse in FBA for quarterbacks. That's why I like Russell Wilson, too, because I think it's pretty vulnerable defense, and at least in the secondary. And Tennessee, is it Denver? I, I keep forgetting this. Okay, 
Sorry, Denver's only allowed one receiving touchdown to, to wide receivers this year. One. So, very stingy secondary. If you have, I don't even know who the hell is on Tennessee other than Derrick Henry. It doesn't even matter. I, I don't think you'd start anybody but that. But the, the uh, receiver position, it, uh, if you have somebody. Brooks, I think. Who, who, Burks? I think Burks got hurt, though. No, Brooks. Oh. Or sorry, Woods? Is it Woods? They have they have a oh, receiver. Robert Woods. Robert Woods. Thank Robert you. Woods. Robert Woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's so, he's not been who he's supposed to be, and he's not gonna be that guy anytime yeah. soon with uh with a rookie quarterback stepping in. Um so yeah, the Broncos, you know, I, I heard this on the radio all week. Oh, we're we're our defense is the best at what they're the worst at. It's like, yeah, that's that's not a good matchup. Okay, right now you need to be the best against the run, which is what they're good at. Um, I, I just don't think the Broncos defense matches up that well with the, I mean, oh yeah, the Titans won't be able to pass on us. They don't pass on anybody. Um, so yeah, I, I think that the, they're a little mismatched when it comes to the Broncos defense and the Titans offense. Okay. We're going to jump way ahead here. Dallas at Green Bay, four and a half point favorite to Dallas over under 43. Um, uh, Green Bay's what? Lost four in a row. So three and a six, three and six, they basically lose this weekend. That's it. That's uh, it. They they started three and one. They lost the last five. Five in a row. Yeah. Holy crap. Okay, so much worse than we thought. Um, boy, I mean, Aaron Rodgers looks lost. I mean, he had. I don't know if you saw the end of the the footage, but he literally had. I think it was Robert Tunyon on a um, <clears throat> on like a kind of like an arrow route over the middle. It was wide open, twenty yard gain at least. He looked around, threw the ball out of bounds in the pocket. <laughs> and that was just the start of his afternoon. So, I mean, it might, you lost to the Lions. I, I don't think I need to say anything other than that. But you're at home against Dallas. Dallas coming off a bye, right? So it, it, it just spells disaster. <laughs> it can't get any worse. Coming off of throwing Man. three interceptions to the Lions. Yeah, um, to the Lions. This is Wolf. just... Uh, it's looking pretty ugly right now for the Packers, and uh, when you look at their schedule, there's just not a lot of hope that it's not going to be ugly the rest of the season. Um, and then you know there's been you know fresh fresh drama come out this week. His uh, his scapegoating of the young wide receivers is not is not sitting well in the locker room. Um, so it's just uh, it's a house in disarray. And the Cowboys have their shit tight, so uh, I think uh, I think it's going to be a sad day at Lambeau. Um, uh, and and this, I mean, for those of you that are, are NFL history buffs, Cowboys at Packers is a pretty big deal. We're talking about the Ice Bowl. Ice Bowl. Every, every time yeah. it's uh, it's <clears throat> it's considered a rematch, and uh, and I think the Cowboys are going to. Uh, they're going to do what they do, and they're going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Tough game for Green Bay. I mean, they, Eric Stokes was, was ruled out for the rest of the season uh, a couple days ago. Same thing with, I think, who was it? Preston Smith? Somebody somebody else on the Green Bay defense. I can't, um, can't remember the name off the top of my head. Some other pivotal player on the Green Bay defense. So that's why I think Dallas is kind of in for a big offensive day. You know, Eric Stokes is a really good cornerback. I mean, he's not he's not um, Jair Alexander, but he, he's played really well. Um, there should be no reason that Dallas doesn't have a big day passing here um, and win this game. They should win this game. 
pre-handily. Well, and they should with um, uh, with guys like Trayvon Diggs on, on the defense. I think you got to start the the Cowboys defense this this week. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely worth a start. It's a good point. Um, you know, Tony Pollard. We saw what he did last time he was playing. He's been really good, much better than Zeke. Definitely worth a start here. Um, and CeeDee Lamb, I think, is a, they got him as like a wide receiver 12. I think he's more like a 7, considering no Stokes. Uh, you know, they're going to have to, somebody's going to have to, somebody's going to have to guard Gallup and Dalton Schultz. And it's just Dallas has been in the right spot here, man. Dallas is in the right spot. They won't win in the playoffs, but they're in the right spot nonetheless. Arizona at uh, LA Rams. LA Rams are a one half point favorite over under 40 and a half. It's just kind of a runaway train for either of these teams. You got to figure Arizona loses. Um, if, you know, Kirk Cliff Kingsbury's job wasn't already in jeopardy, he's definitely gone. Um, if LA loses their three and six, and they're probably not making the playoffs. So it's kind of do or die for both teams. It, it absolutely- and you know what? The third weekend of Call of Duty. So <laughs> Kyler Murray's been no, it, it <laughs> absolutely, have a tough time here. absolutely is do or die for both of these teams. Um, you know, the, the very different in terms of uh, coaches being on the hot seat. Sean McVay, uh, you know, won the Super Bowl last year. Uh, so he's he's not worried about holding on to his job. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury absolutely is. Um, oh, I think uh, whoever wins this game, both these teams are pretty big disappointments uh, right now in, in this league. Um, man, I... I think the Cardinals have more reasons to be optimistic than the Rams do. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, we, we poke a lot of fun at Kyler Murray with Call of Duty, all that, but uh, he's still having a much better season than Matthew Stafford right now. Um, it's, it's not the, uh, you know. You know, weapons galore offense that a lot of good teams have, but the Cardinals still have more options, uh, more more things working for them on offense than the Rams do right now. Um, the Rams not 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 doing a great job running the ball. They only really have one reliable pass catcher. Um, I like the Cardinals in this one. Rams are. The 32nd ranked offense in the NFL. Jeez. So I think if Arizona's defense, yeah, if Arizona's defense is out there, they're kind of like a sneaky fantasy play. Same thing with Tennessee. I didn't mention that earlier, but Tennessee would be a nice pickup too. Uh, even Denver, I, uh, any of those t- three defenses in case you want to stream one. I, they're not going to make a massive difference. Sometimes you get big, although, you know, that, those weeks where you get like 20 points out of defense, that actually does make a big difference. No, I, so I think, maybe, I'm not saying yeah. it's a, 20-point game, but it's, you know, I mean, it's worth picking him up. I think J.J. Watt is looking healthy. Um, he's not having, like, a career year or anything, but he's playing good football. And I've always liked the uh, Cardinals secondary. Uh, I love Buda Baker. I think he's a, an underrated uh, DB in this league. Um, mm-hmm. So I think between those two elements, uh, it's going to be hard for the Rams to move the ball the only way that they have been. Um so yeah, I, I got to take the Cardinals here. All right, no, I'm into it. I, I I think yeah, some sneaky plays in the fantasy defenses, and that's about it. <laughs> so uh, I think it's going to be an under. It seems like kind of an under game. Yeah, it feels like an under to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Sunday Night Football, uh, California, going back to it. Going back to Cali, right? The LA Chargers at the San Francisco 49ers, seven-point favorite to San Francisco, over under 45.5. Here's a quick stat for you. Justin Herbert's 20-20 and 20 in his career. Do you realize that? 20-20. and 20. I had he's only, no idea. He, he's 500 split even. Um, I think if you ask anybody, he's had a pretty rough season so far. I, I'm considering where his expectations were. Uh, Debo Samuel may not play. I, You know, San Francisco could get things figured out pretty quickly here, but um, I don't, I, you know, it's a pretty even game. I feel like both teams are pretty kind of in the same position. Right, so it's, I, it's interesting. I'm going to take the 49ers to win here, um, but I don't like this seven-point spread. I take the Chargers to yeah. cover. Um, I think this is going to be a much closer game than a touchdown. Um, you know, I, I do think that both these teams have really good defenses when they're healthy, um, but since they're not, I, I feel like this is an over on the 45-and-a-half. Um, I think, I think it's not hard to see both teams putting up three touchdowns with the 49ers coming out on top. Um, so, yeah, yeah, there you have it. I'm taking the 49ers to win at home. Um, I think both these teams are are getting healthier, but they're just not there yet. Uh, I like the Chargers to cover the spread, and I'm taking the over. Whew, sneaky play with anybody in the Chargers secondary. Um, what was his name? Barrett? I can't remember his exact name. Anthony Barrett or something. Uh, he's a cornerback for San Francisco, starting cornerback. Found out he had torn Achilles today. So Ooh. DeAndre Carter, Josh Palmer. Uh, Keenan Allen might be back. Mike Williams might play. If they get back full strength, you could see a it could see a much better team. Yeah, the, no, the, in LA, I think they got a better chance in the, this case. The torn Achilles is always just like, oh man, that that's kind of like a yeah. that's just a bad luck injury. Um, there's not totally. there's not a lot to do to prevent those things. There's not a lot of conditioning for something like the Achilles. Um, that's a rough one. Yeah, it is, my friend. Another rough one, it could be Monday Night Football. The Washington Commanders at the Philadelphia Eagles, 11-point favorites of Philly, over under 44. Well, you got to figure this isn't going to be much of a matchup for for Philadelphia. I mean, I mean a long week. They get to play a division mat, a rival. It's Washington. The team's under, like, a lot of scrutiny. Could get sold. Weather's going to be good. You know, I, you just you just kind of feel bad for Washington. You know, the, the fighting Heineke's, you know. They fight. They do. Yes, um, the uh, th- this is th- this is a pretty lopsided matchup for Monday night. You got to think uh, nobody knew the Eagles would be who they are when they scheduled this one. Um, <clears throat> the uh, I-, I like the Eagles to win here. Um, man, I don't I don't typically you know I go in for these double digit point spreads, um, but this one feels like it. I think. I think Philadelphia wins by 14. Um, the Commanders, uh, they have a lot to build on. <clears throat> they they find themselves in a tougher division than people thought it would be. But uh, it's not their year. Um, I, I think this will be a different team when they really do get the, the quarterback situation figured out and when Chase Young is healthy again. Um, man, I, I saw him on the sidelines last week watching them play the Vikings. And I, I was like, oh, my God, I, I almost forgot about that guy. 
because um, he, yeah, he's, he's been definitely hurt. a different team with him on the field. He's a leader. He's a difference maker. Um, I, I, I'm saying all this because I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm dumping on the commanders by picking the Eagles to win by 14. Uh, the, the commanders, the pieces just didn't fall into place this year, but the pieces are there. Um, I, I like where the commanders are headed, but this is, uh, th- is going to be a rough division road game, and the Eagles are going to win. Yeah. Sneaky play for Brian Robinson, uh, the, the running back for Washington. He, um, well, if you watched Damian Pierce last week, and, I mean, it was Damian Pierce, but he, he broke a couple of really big runs against Philly's defense. I think they're kind of vulnerable, a, a little bit. I don't think Robert Quinn was as good as a pickup as people think he is. And I think that <clears throat> over week 10, you know, Trevor talks a lot about depth all the time. Uh, I think Philly's great up front. I don't think they have a lot of depth, however, and it got tested. Last week we saw they, they. I mean, Houston ran for over 150 yards. Well, and, so and I think Washington sneaky. You, you guys all heard me gush over Jordan Davis when he was drafted. Um, he's he's out for at least uh, three more weeks. I think um, they really miss him in the middle of that defense, uh, especially disrupting the O line and stopping the run, uh, whether that's making the tackle or forcing it to one of the defensive ends. Um, yeah, he's uh, they're gonna miss him until he's back. Uh, so yeah, I like that a lot. I think even Antonio Gibson is worth the start. Yeah, yeah, uh, we're gonna clean up some other games here, folks. We got this is actually kind of interesting. I wish we didn't skip it, but we got a little bit of time. We'll talk about it. Detroit at Chicago, three point favorite Chicago over under forty eight and a half. It's a division game that has the potential to be a lot of points. <laughs> um, yeah, so, no, I, I I do think this is I think this will be high scoring. Um, I think uh, ultimately, I, I I think this is where we find out that the Bears are better than their record. Um, they certainly have been playing like it the last couple of weeks. Um, I just I, I don't know if there's a lot of teams out there that have an answer for the way uh, Justin Fields is playing right now, other than to just be better than that on offense, the way the Dolphins were last week. Um, they, they certainly didn't uh, play good defense against the Bears last week, uh, with the exception of that Van Ginkle uh, pick six or whatever it was. Um, the, uh, the the Dolphins simply scored more points than the Bears. That's how they beat the Bears. I don't see the Lions doing that this week. Um, I like Chicago in this game. I think they win by more than the three-point spread. But I'm taking the over on the 48-and-a-half. The Bears' defense... Uh, not great and not getting better with the, with the trades they've made. But, uh, but I think the Bears take this one at home. Yeah. Justin Fields, man. Um, <clears throat> I told you, dra- beginning of the season, I said draft Justin Fields. I mean, stashed him over the last four or five weeks. I keep talking about it on the waiver wire. Guess what? He's not available on the waiver wire anymore because he's scored, let's see here, three, <laughs> six, nine touchdowns the last three games, three of them on the ground. He's run for over. Eight sixty yards each game. He's been a QB three, I think, or two or something crazy. The last four games. I mean, he's just played incredible. He's taken a huge leap. He looks really comfortable at offense, man. I mean, I said before the season we talked about like who could we see in the Super Bowl in two or three years, and I mentioned the Bears. But I wasn't lying. Um, I, I think he's still a really good, really good pick. Oh, I went all the way back to last week. My bad. Um, I, I still think he's a good start this week against Detroit. In fact, most players are. I, I even like Amon Ross St. Brown because I think both defenses are just really bad. 
<laughs> I think Jared Goff's kind of a sneaky waiver wire guy here too. I keep talking about all these sneaky guys like they're like you've never heard of them, but some of them you haven't. I don't know. Anyway, um, the only the the one stat I think is interesting: Darnell Mooney one touchdown this year. I think that'll change. I think he'll get on a little hot streak over the next couple of weeks. I think he'll see something different fantasy wise. Well, and it's so, you know they they can't all be like Cooper Cup. You know, a lot of these good yeah. a lot of these good <clears throat> wide receivers they need another good wide receiver on the other side of the field. Chase, cool. Chase Claypool. Absolutely. The Bears he's on, he's, the Bears have that yeah. now. So I think uh, I think things are trending up for the entire Bears offense right now. Totally. Absolutely. This is, a, this is kind of an interesting game. This is uh, Jacksonville at Kansas City over under 9.5. Uh, excuse me. The line is 9.5 to Kansas City over under 15.5. A big over under. Jacksonville's since they got Travis Etienne as the starting running back has done nothing but score points and look really good offensively. Trevor Lawrence has been managed. I think this is kind of an interesting game. I, you know, I don't, I don't think this is a nine and a half to Kansas City. Maybe it ends up being, but I think Jacksonville hangs tough, and y- you never know. Yes, you just never know in the NFL these days. Yes, I'm so. going to take the over on that nine and a half over under. Um, but uh, no, I, I kid. Um, you know, a, a solid run game is one of the easiest things, one of the best things for uh, for a coaching staff to to build a, a strategy around. And the Jaguars have that right now. Um, so I think they're going to be in this game. Uh, if the Chiefs win by anything close to the line, it's going to be late in the game because um, I, I do think the Jaguars are going to be able to move the ball on the Chiefs' defense. I think, uh, I think that's going to slow this game down a bit. Um, the 50 and a half over under, it feels like an under to me. Um, I think uh, I think this game is going to slow down compared to the shootouts we're used to seeing the Chiefs in. But uh, that being said, I do think that this is an easy pick to take the Chiefs to win at home. I, you know, 32nd, 32nd team in FPA is Kansas City against quarterbacks. So I, I think Trevor Lawrence is worth a start here. Travis Etienne's proved he's he should be lineup locked basically every week. Same thing with Christian Kirk. Um, obviously, you got the superstars in, in, in Kansas City. Judge Smith Schuster is a flex. It's uh, yeah, Jacksonville's defense has been pretty bad. <laughs> Surprisingly, they they spent a lot of money. They spent a lot of money on that defense, and they've been bad. And they got the, the first overall pick there too, and he hasn't done much. Um, it's just Trevor Lawrence is getting better week to week. I I just think there could be sort of. I think they could be competitive. I, I really do think that. With veteran coach on the road, I, I think this is Kansas City oh, might overlook them. I, I, so that, you did, Trevor. That's exactly, you did. That's exactly what I think. I think this is the sort of trap game that the Chiefs yeah. survive. Um, yeah. But a trap game it is, and I think that's why we're going to see it a little closer than Vegas expects, a little lower scoring than Vegas expects. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a better game than the Chiefs fans want it to be. Okay, well, we'll take, keep on moving forward. We got four yawners, uh, as we call them here. Uh, Trevor, let's bounce through these ones. We got Cleveland at Miami. Miami three and a half point favor, over under forty nine. Cleveland can score points and run the ball, and Miami can't defend much, but they can score a crap ton of points. And they're at home, <laughs> so probably an easy Miami win here, huh? Well, I uh, I'm gonna upset a couple of listeners. Oh. Um, by picking this upset yes, alert. Um, I just, I think, uh, I think things are really clicking for the Browns defense after last week. 
Um, and, uh, you know, they've got the best, I think, the best run game in the league. Um, Dolphins really struggled against the run last week. Um, I think that this is going to be a, in the big picture, a meaningless victory for a Browns team that is definitely not headed to the postseason. Um, but I think the Browns get the upset this week. I do. Okay. Uh, you heard her here first. Houston at New York Giants, over under four and a half. Uh, excuse me, line is four and a half to New York, over under 40 and a half. Um, yeah, New York coming off the bye week. I think same thing. Uh, no, Houston played last week. It's, uh, I don't know with New York. This is this is kind of an interesting game to me. I, I feel like this is one that you said upset alert with Cleveland. I don't see how this could be any different, to be honest. Houston's scrappy. Very scrappy. Houston is scrappy. Um, I, I got to take the Giants here. Uh, I, I don't. I, I think there's a real ceiling on what the Giants can achieve with what they've got this year. Um, there's a good chance they'll be in the postseason, and uh, I don't expect them to go far. At all. I, I think they'll be out in the wild card round if they're there. Um, but, uh, but in matchups like this, the way that they're playing very disciplined, uh, you know, no penalty type of football. Um, I like the giants to win at home. Um, the Texans absolutely could cover the spread a four and a half point game or a four and a half point spread. This, this could definitely come down to a field goal, but I do like the giants at home. I got to take them. New Orleans at Pittsburgh, one-and-a-half-point favorite New Orleans, over under 40. Woof. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to take the under, and I'm going to take another upset here. Um, T.J. Watt is going to be back on the field. I think he is what – I think he's the, the one piece they can't do without. He makes everything work on defense. Um, the Saints, I, I'm not – I'm not picking against them because they had a bad week last week. They are a very up-and-down uh, program this year. You, you never really know which Saints team you're going to get. I was shocked that they did not put up more points than they did last week. Uh, but even so, I I like the Steelers at home. Um, the Steelers, the Saints, not, I mean, the Saints have a chance because of what division they're in. But neither of these teams are going anywhere in uh, in January. Um, but the Steelers, I think, are a pretty well-run organization. And uh, with T.J. Watt back on the field, playing at home, playing for pride, uh, I like the Steelers in a, you know, a technical upset in a one-point, one-and-a-half-point spread. So there you have it. Um, Jeff Saturday's head coaching debut. It's kind of fun. Um, it's, in, it's, event, it's against the Vegas Raiders. I'm glad you point favorite to glad you brought that up because I'm wondering now if uh, Irsay didn't know that you or I are available on the weekends. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> yes, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff well, Saturday I mean, is coaching. <laughs> um, obviously, you know. Yeah, so he didn't want to look at the whole field. You know, yeah, best so. best of luck to Jeff Saturday. Um, the four and a half point Gr- spread. Friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Uh, yeah, you know, the four and a half point spread might be a bit much, but I am taking the Raiders here. I do think the Raiders win this one at home. Um, they, they played good offense last week. Uh, so I like them against a, a Colts team that is just, uh, they're reeling. Um, I think I, I can't really figure out, uh, what the, uh, strategy is 
with Jeff Saturday, but I don't think he's the guy to come in and get more out of this team than the last guy was. Um, so I, I got to take the Raiders at home in this one. Yeah, 0 for 14 on third down was Indy last week. The worst third down percentage in any single game in NFL history. Whoa. The worst. Yeah, so I don't think they've ever seen anybody go 0 for 14. If you watch that game against New England, it was it was bad. It was it was very 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 bad. Sam Ellinger got sacked ten times. The offensive line was really terrible. I mean, you got to figure Vegas if they got to get a win here, this would be one of them. I don't think they're going to get many more this year after that, but. Maybe they can turn around and get competitive. Uh, Indy seems like like an expansion team, but they have really good pieces on that team. So I'm very confused. I, I don't know. It seems like a complete tank job a la like NBA. Um, who knows? <laughs> who knows what will happen? I like to think that Sam Ellinger is actually like worth something, but he's not. <laughs> and Matt Ryan's on the bench somewhere. It's just it's kind of a sad state of affairs there. I, I'm not sure what to say about Indy. I, I, I well, yeah, it's, so it's confusing. I, I think I think I called both of these teams disappointments last week, and now we have what are probably in a year. There's a lot of disappointment to go around this year. Um, you know, Broncos, Packers, Rams, uh, a, lot, a lot of you know, even the Cardinals. Um, but uh, these two might be the biggest underperforming rosters in the league right now up against each other. Um, I've just I've seen more glimpses of what the team should be from the Raiders than I've seen from the Colts, um, even though the Colts have a better record. Uh, so I uh, yeah, I, I like the Raiders in this one. Well, there you have it, folks. That is week 10. Week 10 of the NFL. Boy, that like uh, week one was yesterday. I'm flying <laughs> the coop with week with week ten, sir. Um, should be a fun week. Um, some bad games, but you, you expect that. That's why you have red zone and some other things. If you're bougie like me, you don't have to watch any of the bad ones, <laughs> or you do, and just in passing and just the highlights. So that is week ten, and um, you know it's the holiday season, as I've mentioned the last couple weeks. If you're with your friends or family during the holidays, and you're wondering, boy, it sounds kind of quiet in here. I wonder what I could put on to really spice up the room or the situation. You're opening presents. You're cutting the the, the turkey, and you happen to have a bunch of gravy available in the pan. What what better way to celebrate that gravy to put on the graviest of podcasts, aka football in general? Well, if you were thinking the same thing I was, then I'd be having it on in the background when my family's talking because I don't want to hear them talk. I want to hear <laughs> two, two chubby guys with beards <laughs> talk about uh, football, which is generally the baseline for any football, uh, for any pod- podcast host these days. You're either a, a white white woman talking about um, dr- uh, crime drama or you're a chubby, chubby, chubby white fat guy um, <laughs> with a beard talking about um, something relevant, football or wrestling. That's <laughs> what you got. <laughs> so I hope you picked the right ones with us. Feel free to leave a review, a subscribe, and a like or a comment or what have you. It really goes a long way. We appreciate it. Until next time, next week, we'll see you then. We're out. <laughs>